FieldsIA.org. Live from the DraftKings Sportsbook and Wild Rose Studio, this is Des Moines Sports Station, 1460. KXNO. And now on 106.3 FM. The PSAs you hear on Miller and Condon and iHeartMedia Des Moines are presented in part by Nick Mick. We take care of our own. Now, here's Miller and Condon. Eleven on Des Moines Sports Station, fourteen sixty KX and Owen one hundred six point three FM. Bill Bender from the Sporting News coming up in about twenty minutes. But you know what the music means? Off to Chicago we go. He joins us at this time each and every Wednesday. We're grateful for him finding time for us to do that. Uh, Centurion Stone of Iowa sponsors David Kaplan, Cap Trenton, Ken. Thanks for coming on, Cap. How are you? What's up, Sparkles? You guys good? <laughs> Absolutely, my friend. Good to talk to you. A lot of ground to cover, Cap. You know, I want to start with the Hall of Fame. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm sure it was a big talker in Chicago. Two baseball teams, after all. No uh, inductions into the 2021 class, although due to the pandemic, we will have a ceremony for Jeter and Walker and uh, the Veterans Committee, etc. Um Disappointing, Cap. Did anybody deserve it? I mean, the, the, the steroid crew seems like they're never going to get in. Kurt Schilling, because of his politics, is going to, on the, at least by the looks of things, prevent him from getting into Cooperstown. Disappointment level, Cap, that nobody got in this year? Did anybody deserve to? Um, well, first of all, for me, Kurt Schilling, it's close. I mean, he was an outstanding pitcher. Whether you are a... Far right guy, a far left guy. If your baseball career was Hall of Fame worthy, then you have to hold your nose if you don't agree with his politics and vote for him. Mm-hmm. We're not voting on him to be, you know, a government leader. We're voting on his baseball career. So while I was not a Kurt Schilling fan, I've had my share of dealings with him, and I do not care for the man. He was a great pitcher. Yep. Is he a Hall of Famer? That's debatable. Certainly his postseason right. record indicates Hall of Fame level. But then you go back through his regular season records, and yeah, good, really good, outstanding Hall of Fame. I'm not sure I would go there or not, but I don't understand how you allow his political beliefs to color your judgment of whether or not he belongs in the Hall of Fame. As far as Bonds, Clemens, Sosa, I couldn't vote those guys in. I understand it's a museum. I understand all the, I've heard all the arguments. I had them on the air on my show this morning with Jonathan Hood. I get it, but my problem with it is I can't trust your numbers. I can't believe that you put those numbers up without chemical assistance, and so let's assume that Ken Miller was a really, really good player, and he hit 24 home runs a year, he drove in 90, he hit 288, and he showed up and played 160 of 162 games every year he was a big leaguer, and he played 15 years. And your numbers say you were a really wonderful player. Hall of Fame, probably not. But if Ken took the needle, 
24 homers might have turned into 34 homers. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden, Ken's a Hall of Famer. Well, I can't give you that ultimate honor of validation because you cheated your way to your numbers. That's just how I feel. When you look at the the future, is there any way a Rizzo, a Chris Bryant, one of these guys can become a Hall of Famer? Looking at a Rizzo's numbers overall, he's still at what 239, I think was the number I saw this morning, career home runs. He has the World Series, but guys like this, in today's era, it feels like it is changing. Do the Cubs have a Hall of Famer, even a chance at a Hall of Famer on the roster? Uh, well, Theo's not in the organization anymore. I think he's <laughs> yeah, going in. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, John Lester's no longer on the roster, but he's got a chance. I'm not saying he's a lock. He's got a chance to get in. Uh, Rizzo? Rizzo's, what, 31, maybe turning 32. Let's assume he plays eight more years and he averages 25 home runs. He had another 200 home runs. To his career, he falls short of 500. Mm-hmm. Um, he'll probably have won. I think he's got four gold gloves now. Okay, let's give him another two before he starts to slow down a little. Let's mm-hmm. say he's got six gold gloves, one world title, multiple all-star appearances, 425 home runs, and a very, very awesome career. And the answer is, that's not good enough. To get That's a good point. I agree <laughs> with wild. you. I agree. It's it's tough and it should be. Um, yeah, that, that's a really good one there. Cap, uh, David Kaplan uh, is our guest. Well, let's go forward to next year, Cap, since we're, we're on this topic. Uh, I, I don't think there's any way in hell Alex Rodriguez will ever get close. I mean, he was suspended for an entire year. But David Ortiz is, is, is going to be an interesting case study. Never tested positive. Named in the Mitchell report. Uh, they, they walked it back, the Players Association and baseball, because the report wasn't supposed to be uh, made public, and it was leaked. Big Poppy's going to get in, isn't he? Probably, and if the writers who voted against Bonds, Clemens, some of them vote for David Ortiz, then they're the biggest bunch of hypocrites in the sport. Because I'm just telling you, Big Poppy, one of my favorite players to watch. Uh, it was my wife and I were watching Patriots Day the other day. The movie was Mark Wahlberg about the Boston Marathon bombing, mm-hmm. and they cut to the real footage a big poppy on the year anniversary. Boston is honoring all of the uh, first responders, or it was later that season, all the first responders, and he says, nobody's going to F with our city, and they get a standing ovation, and Boston's strong, and he's beloved, and I love him. And I could not, in good conscience, vote him in because I believe his numbers are artificially inflated. If I'm going to hold it against Barry Bonds, who I had a run-in with, I think he's a miserable human being. If I'm going to hold it against Roger Clemens, who I never got to interview other than in a group situation where I was there, but I've never sat down with him, I don't believe his numbers are legit. I can't in good conscience put Big Poppy in. Now, we talked about this in the first segment of the show, Cap. If it would have been Kurt Schilling at Fenway Park doing the Boston Strong speech, I wonder if that would have changed some people's mind when it comes to vote because that was a tremendous moment for Big Poppy, and I'm with you. I can remember it vividly as well. So let's move on, Cap, uh, from the Hall of Fame. Trent sent me a text (laughs) over the weekend. Uh, My Blue Jays right there. Apparently in the, I don't believe it, 
because I don't know where they're getting the money from. They keep signing guys, though. Kyle Hendricks. Is the Canadian dollar strong right now? I don't think so. I don't believe it is. Um, Kyle Hendricks and, and was it Chris Bryant are, are going to become Blue Jays. I, I guess point being, Cap, is there's there's continuing to be buzz about some big names on this Cubs roster that may not be at Wrigley Field whenever the baseball season starts this year. So when John Lester signed with Washington, I would have preferred, like when Theo came here, I was doing shows with you guys. Mm -hmm. Theo arrives, and what did he say? Give me some time. It's going to take time. Don't look for us to be big players in free agency. And then privately, I was doing a season ticket holder event. This is in 2013. I get the call from the Cubs. Hey, we're doing a private event at like the, whatever theater it was in Chicago, uh, the Chicago Theater or one of them. We're inviting season ticket holders for a private event. Theo and Crane Kenny are going to address the impending changes to the ballpark from Crane. Theo is going to address what is going on with the state of the ball club. And so they're rehearsing off the teleprompter, and I'm the MC of this thing. And he turns to me, and he said, uh, we got to change that up there on the prompter. I'm like, what's it say? He said, you know, we're excited for the 2013 Chicago Cubs season. And I said, what's wrong with that? He goes, because we ain't going to be good till 2017. <laughs> and I said, really? He said, Cap, if you looked at what our system has left in it and what this franchise has got to do, he said, I'm Theo Epstein, and I hope you'll buy 2017 Cubs season tickets. He was kidding. Well, he was one year late. Uh, one year, yeah, he was one year late. It, one year earlier, they end up winning the World Series, but he was transparent. That's my whole point of the story. What we loved about him was, hey, just give me some time. It's going to take time. What are they doing now? We haven't heard from the Cubs in quite a while. And Tom Ricketts' comment was, nobody's tearing anything down. Well, let's see. You traded you Darvish for three 17-year-olds and an 18-year-old and some veteran journeyman pitcher named Zach Davies. And nobody's tearing anything down, but we only got that because I need you to take $52 million owed to you Darvish of the 60. Okay, that's one. John Lester says, give me $3 million and I'll come back. I want to retire a Cub. He's the greatest free agent signing maybe in Chicago sports history, him or Marion Hosa, and you mm. can't find $3 million bucks. Nobody's tearing anything down. He gets $5 million to go to Washington. Where is the transparency? If they trade Kyle Hendricks and Chris Bryant, stop yourself. There will be a revolt back here, and they'll deserve it. Then you have the south side of town and what's happening with the White Sox and the rich keep getting richer, and I was uh, reading a rumbling today. They're involved with Nelson Cruz, the uh, Twins-designated hitter, and the possibility of giving him a two-year deal. You add that to that lineup, mm. which is already incredible, a healthy Nelson Cruz. I've been able to watch him the last two years with my Twins, and it's incredible to watch. The White Sox just keep going out there. Wow. They are incredibly aggressive. What does that do inside the city? I, I know there's White Sox fans. It's a minority of the population in Chicago. But how much buzz, how much bigger can, can they get if they put together a two-, three-, four-year run? Look, I never, ever have believed that the White Sox could steal the Cubs' thunder. 
I just didn't believe it. Even after 05, the Cubs were lousy in 05, pathetic in 06, and that window there, everyone kids are going to grow up Sox fans. They're going to hate the Cubs. And we know what happened. The next year, the Cubs bought, bought Soriano and uh, Jason Marquis and Mark DeRosa and made this trade and that trade and hired Lou Pinella, won back-to-back divisions. The Sox were lousy. They went to the playoffs, I think, in 08, got eliminated quick, and never went back till this year. And the Cubs solidified and increased their hold on the city. So the franchise winning the World Series in 05 for the Sox really did not shift the balance of power. However, this time you have, and I just wrote this in the re-release coming up soon edition of the plan, they wanted 5,000 words on what happened, why they didn't become a dynasty. Well, here's the problem. Your team did not get back to the mountaintop. Oh, and now we're in the most divisive time of our lives politically. You voted for that guy, I hate you. You didn't vote for that guy, I hate you. Well, the Ricketts family, other than Laura, who is incredibly active politically, left-wing, you've got Pete Ricketts, who is right of right as the governor of Nebraska. Tom stays out of it wisely. And Todd Ricketts, board member, was the chairman of the re-elect the president campaign for Donald Trump. Well, you've got a blue state and a blue fan base, and they are offended beyond all belief that the Cubs mixed politics and baseball. Add in, guess what? A pandemic hit, biblical losses, and we're letting go of a lot of these good players, and Theo walked away to get out of there from $10 million in salary. I'm just telling you, if the White Sox go out and win the World Series and you see them get two in the next four or five years, Mm. entirely possible, I for the first time in my life, I think you could see a shifting of fan base allegiance. How about that? Cap, uh, let's uh, finish up with the Bears. There's a lot of rumors. I mean, this is going to be a phenomenal offseason with all these big-name quarterbacks, uh, and a lot of them are going to be playing in a different city. Have you been able to uh, connect one QB to the Bears that makes more sense than some of the others? I know it's early in the process, uh, but what are you hearing, Cap? They're going to be all in on Deshaun Watson, whatever, basically whatever it takes. Now, when desperate people do desperate things, the other end usually takes advantage of the situation, and it usually doesn't work out for the one that's desperate. Because it's amazing to me to cap. listen to people call the radio show and say, okay, what do they want, five number ones? Give it to them. Do people have any idea how valuable number one picks right. are? And they're idiotic response is, well, would you trade Leonard Floyd, Shane McClellan, um, Roquan Smith, and Mitch Trubisky, and Kevin White? That's not how it works. Those picks are valuable. That's currency. Because you miss one time doesn't mean the next team isn't going to miss. Because if you go back and look at the trade that they made with, uh, I think it was the Mitchell Trubisky trade, those picks ended up being like Alvin Kamara and one more superstar player. Mm. So you cannot keep giving away number one picks like you think they're nothing. And if they're going to give four number ones, like I saw a proposal today that a legitimate writer wrote, give you my number one in 21, 22, 23, my second round pick at 21, my 
fifth round, fourth round pick at 22, uh, another really good player. I'm like, why would he want to come here? How are you fixing your offensive line? Your defense is second oldest in the National Football League. Oh, and you don't have enough playmakers offensively anyway. And Allen Robinson's a free agent. So please tell me, by giving away all these picks, because i got to get a quarterback, guess what? Houston had Deshaun Watson, the guy they covet. They have Laramie Tunsil starting at left tackle, top five in the league. They were 4-11-1. It's not only about the quarterback. Yes, you need one, but you got to build your team. Cap, 35 years ago and a day from the Super Bowl champion Chicago Bears, Super Bowl twenty. Take us back to a young David Kaplan, what it was like, and boy, 35 years later, just still how what a stranglehold that team has on the football life yeah, in Chicago. Good point, they really do. They do because we've been so pathetic since then. <laughs> yeah. But you know what, we, we talked about this on the air. I went back and looked at all the different coaches that have been successful here in my lifetime in Chicago. Okay, Mike Ditka, not exactly what you would call a guy who plays really nice in the fishbowl. He's tough. I love him. Coach has been good to me, but he was certainly a rebel. He was not, management didn't go, boy, that guy's so easy to be around. He was tough. Joel Quenville, good guy, won three titles because he was tough, driven, didn't really get along with the front office. Uh, Ozzie Gian, not exactly what we would call warm and cuddly all the time. There's a reason he left there and then got fired in Florida. And I love Ozzy. He's a dear friend. Phil Jackson, he and the front office were estranged. Mm-hmm. So let's go back. Joe Madden, they got rid of Joe because he was so different and so out there. My point is, until people stop worrying about, does that guy look good in the foursome? Does he fit when we go to dinner parties? And they start worrying about, can that guy win some damn football games? They're never going to turn it around. Great uh, hit today, Cap. We appreciate it. Uh, good stuff. Look forward to catching up with you in a week. Have a wonderful week, David Kaplan. Thanks for what you bring you to our program. You guys, too. I always love talking to you. Yeah, we got a lot out of you today, Cappy. Good to talk to you, pal. Take care. See you. Bye. David Kaplan. Uh, sponsored by Centurion Stone of Iowa. The website has gone interactive, by the way. I was just playing around with it during our conversation with Cappy. You can zoom in and see some of that phenomenal stone veneer, all the projects that you may have, whether it's uh, manufactured or natural stone, to update your uh, or your exterior or your interior project any size. Centurion Stone of Iowa has over 200 uh, different color and pattern combinations. CenturionStoneOfIowa.com. Visit the website. Click on that interactive button. You can go through the uh, showroom, but you're going to want to check it out in person as well. 5525 Northeast 22nd Street in Des Moines. Thank you to uh, Justin Luch and Joe Farron and the team over there at Centurion Stone of Iowa. Eleven twenty-five. Time for another thousand-dollar slam dunk. Text the keyword cash to two hundred two hundred right now. It's your chance at a thousand dollars cash to two hundred two hundred. You'll get a confirmation text and info. Standard data and message rates apply in this nationwide contest. Hi, Bill Bender from the Sporting News joins us next as we take you until noon on fourteen sixty KXNO and one hundred six point three FM. It's basketball season in Hawkeye country, and we've got you covered. Previews before the games, recaps the next day. Enjoy the ride with us, Hawkeye fans, right here on Des Moines Sports Station. 1460 AM and 106.3 FM. KXNO.
today, Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO, 106.3 on the FM dial. Let's get our friend Bill Bender in here from the Sporting News. He covers both college football and the NFL. We'll get to the Aaron Rodgers at some point, the Super Bowl next week. Pick his brain on that. Uh, let's start with, uh, I guess, the Tennessee news. Do want to get into Nebraska with you as, mm-hmm. as well, Bill. Uh, Bill Bender from the Sporting News joins us. Good to speak with you, Bill. Uh, Tennessee, Josh Heupel has been named. Uh, it's, um, it's one of those offenses that, you know, defense better be ready because there's going to be a whole bunch of plays coming at them. They, they don't take a lot of time, uh, which may or may not work in Tennessee. Just your thoughts on the hiring, Bill. Well... I mean, they got to give him time. As I just wrote for us, I mean, they don't know what to expect with Tennessee coaching searches anymore. I think Heupel, we know he can coach offense, and yeah. offense is what wins in college football. And But, I mean, Tennessee's one of those fan bases that are just almost impossible to please. And as I wrote, I mean, if it's not him, who, who is it going to be? You know, I think that because of how the Pruitt era ended with the investigation and the possible sanctions that could be coming, it makes it hard to attract a top-flight candidate to that job, especially when it was Tennessee that outed Pruitt to get him out of, out of there. When you look at that program as a whole, does it fall more in line of the former powers that never can get back to those heights? I, I remember reading years ago, the reason that Tennessee was so dominant through the 80s and 90s and had those great teams and won a national championship mm-hmm. is because for a lot of those years, Georgia was down, and they'd go down there and recruit Georgia incredibly well and get those guys from the Atlanta metro area who are now Bulldogs. Is, is it just one of those programs that just will never be able to attain those heights again? Well, maybe. I mean, and that's kind of what I put in my column today that you can read at Sporting News that, you know, there's... Mm-hmm. Ken just mentioned we want to talk about Nebraska, Michigan, Florida State, uh, Miami, Tennessee. They all kind of show this, where they've been struggling to get back to these expectations of some something that was two decades ago, and these are programs that to the past more than the future. And I think Tennessee's right in the middle of that. Like you said, Georgia recruits Atlanta now. So does Alabama. So does Florida. And until that changes, they can do it in a way that they're not going to tattle on themselves. Um, things aren't going to change. Yeah, Tennessee, I loved watching Tennessee. Tennessee was on top of my bucket list, Neyland Stadium, Bill. I wanted to go to their game there at night and be part of the Navy that shows up for the football game. Uh, wouldn't be much of a football game if I'd have so- chosen this this year or the past couple uh, to go see them play. So let's get to Nebraska, and I, I do want to get to pick your brain on Aaron Rodgers because that story seemingly isn't dying down and, and may not uh, until there is a definitive. Um, but the, the the Scott Frost, with the when McCaffrey leaves, Warner's not a great player by any means, but he was well thought of in that locker room, and they gave, finally gave him a scholarship, and in doing so, named him as one of the captains on that team. Wandale Robinson, recently, he decides to leave. Uh, what's going on uh, with, with Scott Frost, and um, when when do you think that the blame is, or look, the record isn't there. What is he, 12 and 20? Is that what I saw in the three years that he's been there, which clearly isn't good enough? What's going on at Nebraska, Bill? I mean, it's a hard rebuild, and that's the same. I mean, you could take my answer for Tennessee and copy and paste it to Nebraska. It's hard to recruit there. They're not going to be this 90s juggernaut that they were running the football. He's tried to marry those lessons from Osborne and 
what he took from Oregon and UCF and, and make them a faster program. And just in a division where the meat and potatoes offensive lines tend to win, mm-hmm. and, and defense for that matter. So I think there's a long way to go. He'll be given as much time as possible, given that he's, you know, the prodigal son and all those kind of things that return to the program. But it's kind of like Harbaugh at Michigan on a harder curve almost. I think Harbaugh's had more success at Michigan than Frost may ever have at Nebraska, if that makes sense. I think you're you're right on there. I, I want to jump to your home state of Ohio and the Buckeyes playing for the national championship. Just nobody measures up to Alabama this year, and we saw that play out on the field. But the quarterback spot, Justin Fields departs. He's off to the NFL. We'll see where he goes. I was looking at the three quarterbacks that people anticipate are going to be in the running for the job. Jack Miller the third, kid from Arizona, C.J. Stroud, a pocket passer from uh, two years ago in the recruiting class, and then the incoming freshman, Kyle McCord, the surprise to me is all three of these guys are all considered pocket passers, not the dual threat that we be, seems to be so successful with Ohio State. Is that what Ryan Day is looking for, moving more into the mold of a pocket passer, is just that's who they got in those recruiting cycles? Well, I mean, Dwayne Haskins is more of a pocket passer in the yeah. line, and, and I would say Justin Fields is more of a passer than a running quarterback mm-hmm. in that offense. And whoever takes the snaps out of those three talented guys you mentioned, is going to have a ridiculous group of receivers to throw to. Um, Olave's back, Wilson's back, um, the talented freshmen that they had out there, uh, Williams and Fleming. I mean, they, they're loaded at that position. Plus, Ryan Day's offensive play calling. It's they're going to be set up for success. So it is an intriguing battle because it always is when Ohio State switches quarterbacks. But um, it comes in. Bill, we lost you for a second there, Bill. Hello? Uh, yep, we're there. We lost you for a second. Bill Bender from oh, this morning. I'm sorry. i got to move to a different part of the house. Yeah, I mean, they, they uh, like I said, the, the, whoever comes out of that battle is going to be set up for success. Yeah, indeed. Let's switch to the NFL, Bill. I read your piece on Aaron Rodgers yesterday. The uh, It does make more sense the way you lay it out to, you know, the one more year and then and then make the move if you, if you, if you have to move on. Seems the buzz isn't going away, Bill. Um, and you know, he brought it on himself with what he said after the game, and he tried to walk it back to some extent. Do you think that? I mean, what what would you put the odds at? Right? Is it fifty fifty, sixty forty? He's back. I selfishly, I hope he's back. He's good for business. We're in our in our region, right? It's good when Green Bay's good, and we got that. We've got the Packers and the Bears, and then the Packers and the Vikings. Um, so I hope he stays. What's the likelihood he does? I'd say ninety five five. He's back. Okay. I mean, I just there, it makes no financial sense for the Packers to release him. It doesn't make sense to trade a guy that's going to be MVP. I think what more likely scenario here is, and you've seen this tweeted a little bit, I can't take complete credit for it, is maybe he's trying to leverage to restructure his deal so they can um, keep some of the guys that they're going to, you know, they're going to probably lose Aaron Jones. They could lose Corey Lindsley. Mm-hmm. I think the frustration was, they had their chances in this game, yep. and it wasn't just Kevin King or you know the Scotty Miller touchdown. Aaron Rodgers had chances in that game. They had two, three picks in the second half, and they couldn't convert points on two of them. Right, three and outs, and restructure so, that and deal. It's almost, well, I mean, I'm sure you guys talked about it. You don't 
I've gone through this in my head for about three days. Down 31-23, you've got to take that shot on fourth down. Absolutely. You just have to. No question. With Aaron Rodgers. Mm-hmm. And that and that red zone offense, I, I couldn't agree with you more. And you know what? I hear a lot of, ah, if he only would have run on third down, he would have scored. Well, he might have got close. I'm not sure he would have scored. Would have made the fourth down play a little bit easier. But he thought he had something. So who, who are we to sit here and say, Aaron, uh, you made the wrong move when you thought you had a guy wide open. You get the ball into him. And the restructuring of that deal, this wide receiver class, free agents coming up this year, as, as good as I can certainly remember, Chris Godwin, Juju Smith-Schuster, Allen Robinson, Kenny Galladay, A.J. Green, T.Y. Hilton, Sammy Watkins, Lazard, who very well could become a free agent, Will Fuller, Marvin Jones. There's a ton of dudes here. You get that money, you're going to find another weapon to go with Adams. Run it back, right? And what Was it just so close? Finally get an NFC Championship game in Lambeau. And more than anything, the disappointment of that. Are we reading too much into these comments from Aaron Rodgers? I think so a little bit. And they need another corner. They need another pass rusher. They need – I love what Alan Lazard did and MBS, but they need another – Alan Lazard did a perfect three. Yeah, They need another, another two. Mm-hmm. They need a two with Devontae. Um, and one of those receivers could be it. They need to – I think that it all really stems back to last year's draft when they drafted Jordan Love. Mm-hmm. And I'm of the opinion that Jordan Love may never start for the Packers. Crazy. And, you know, that's just the way it is with this position. Um, but it sent the wrong message to Aaron, and it sent that message that they've got uh, – they were kind of planning for the future when they're good enough to make that run in the present. You know, I remember uh, Jordan Love's final season, his junior season, I, I thought he was really going to be something because his sophomore season, Bill – I don't know if you've looked into it or remember what it was like with with Matt Wells. I mean, he was and he had way better off. He had some he had some receivers and he lost them all. I believe all of them for his final year there. But the numbers we he put up were uh, were video game numbers, and I can remember vividly because I was all over Utah State in week number one. They were playing a middle of the pack ACC school. I don't quite remember who it was in week number one, but I thought you know what you're going to get a good number on this Utah State team that nobody expects them to win. And this was going to be uh, this was going to be a money line play because they're that good because you guys have not seen this quarterback and he's legit. We didn't have a very good final season uh, at Utah State. Wells left, bunch of his guys left, uh, but he was better as a sophomore than he was as a junior. Yeah, and he'll, and it's almost unfair to him because who wants to be the guy that follows the second Hall of Fame quarterback <laughs> in Green Bay? And uh, you know, there's time for him to. Develop, and that, the other reason I don't think Aaron's going anywhere is Jordan Love hasn't taken a snap in an NFL game yet. Right. They're not going to throw him out there without being prepared for that. So, you know, it's it's fun for the new cycle. It's fun on a slow week when you know instead of talking about Mahomes and Brady, we got to find something else to talk about at least for the week. <laughs> and um, but again, I, I would say as a Packers fan, I, I highly. You know, you don't want Rodgers to leave. And just breaking the situation down, I don't think it's going to happen. We will save the uh, Mahomes and Brady conversation for next week when we impose on you again. How's that? Not a problem. Yeah, there's plenty to talk about. It should be a fun one. I hope you're right, Bill Benner. Thank you, buddy. Hey, no problem. Good to talk to you. Bill Benner from the Sporting News, uh, sportingnews.com. NFL free agent quarterbacks. These are free agents, guys that will be available to sign. 
as long as a franchise tag isn't applied to them. Mm-hmm. Dak Prescott at the top of the list, but he's not I going to be available. I can't see him getting away. Who would you rather have? Jameis Winston or Mitchell Trubisky? Winston. Cam Newton or Ryan Fitzpatrick? <sighs> Fitz. And five years ago, Cam Newton was the MVP. Jacoby Brissett or Tyrod Taylor? Taylor. Andy Dalton or Tyrod Taylor? Uh, push. <laughs> Gets bad quickly, doesn't it? Yeah, it, it, it does. Here, here's a list for you. Uh, these, this is cap hits for 2021. This is from Field Yates. Ben Roethlisberger next year has a cap hit of 41 Point two five million. I remember hearing that one at the end of the season. Matt Ryan has $41 million cap hit. Oh. Aaron Rodgers' cap hit is $37.5 million. Write the check. <laughs> Drew Brees, 36.1. He's going to retire, but they're still going to be on the hook for some. Carson Wentz, $35 million, Just oh. under $35 million. Wait, it gets better. Jared Goff, just shy of $35 million. <laughs> And Matt Stafford at $33 million. Rogers, you're taking a heartbeat. Stafford is going to get uh, he's going to get a gig, and the Lions are going to get some draft capital for him from somebody. Uh, but those other guys, Ben Roethlisberger, he's at the end. Mm-hmm. I mean, he he was he broke down as the season went on. He's coming off an injury. He was good early. Boy, that Steelers they're collapsed during this season. Weren't they 11 and 0? They were. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Lost that game to Washington. And on uh, Monday afternoon or something, yeah. wasn't it? Or something Tuesday? Goofy. Yeah, it was right? one of those weird games that we yeah. had this year. Who's the starter uh, for the Rams? Is it Wolford or is it no. Goff? I don't think they can afford to give up Goff. He's just signed that he's, deal. He's a backup. I really think that it feels like McVeigh reading those comments during the playoffs, mm-hmm. leading into it. Yes. His preferred quarterback was not Jared Goff. No, I don't think it was either. How about that draft? And how about those teams? You can barely afford to miss in the draft, mm-hmm. but when you do miss in the draft and then pay your miss, you compound things. Yeah. Eagles with Carson Wentz, mm-hmm. maybe he can turn around. I don't know. It I didn't look like it. think so. Jared Goff, you, we've seen enough of him, and they're on the hook for these guys. And some of Goff's money... And I think Wentz's as well has got a guaranteed portion of it. Goff's is for sure. Yeah. Um, boy, oh boy. You miss on a quarterback, you can work your way out of it. But when you sign your, re-sign your miss, e. 11.45, Miller and Condon. Back to wrap things up on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. Oh. Pigskin fans, the moment you've been waiting for all season is right around the corner. And DraftKings, the official daily fantasy partner of Super Bowl 55, is bringing back their golden ticket giveaway with up to $55 million in prizes up for grabs. All you have to do to get your share of these huge prizes is to enter DraftKings' free Super Bowl Prediction Challenge. Once you submit your picks, you'll get a free instant prize up to $25,000. And if you have the most predictions correct, you can win the top prize of one 
million. Download the DraftKings app now and use the promo code KXNO to enter the free $55 million Super Bowl Prediction Challenge. Everybody gets an instant prize up to $25,000 just for playing. Use the promo code KXNO now and enter the free $55 million Super Bowl Challenge. Only at DraftKings, the official daily fantasy partner of Super Bowl 55. Terms, conditions, and eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings. Untucked. You can see it. Picture it. The building you've always wanted. An expansion of your existing business. A new retail center where your growth really begins to take off. You've got the vision, but now what? Now you connect with Graphite Construction Group. Formerly Roshan Corporation of Iowa, Graphite Construction Group is the partner you want to match your vision. From the moment you first connect to long after the build is complete, nobody does it better than Graphite Construction Group. See why at graphitegrp.com. Ken Miller, Trent Condon, Miller and Condon on 1460 KXNO. And now on 106.3 FM, this is KXNO. Cappy. Cappy was terrific today. A lot of information on the Bears, on the Cubs. A good spot with Cappy. Centurion Stone sponsors him each and every week. And if you missed it, I forgot to finish the sentence. You can always catch the podcast. Uh, David Kaplan, a uh, good spot out of him here today. All right, Trent. So it's not the shiniest of basketball schedules tonight, with one exception. Our Drake Bulldogs, Des Moines team. Yes, they are. are in Self-proclaimed and you know what? true. It is. Good for, uh, good for Brian Harden. And I want to believe, as, as Kevin Lehman said, that he's got his ducks in a row. Because, folks, they're coming after DeVries. <laughs> They are going to be coming after him. And there's a certain price that they can't match. Correct. If somebody's, As we saw in Providence. Yeah. I mean, and that was I'm only not a, even sure she tried, to be honest. That was only a million. But now... It's yeah, significantly 13 higher. years later, right. we're talking about yep. two, three, four million. Yep. They're not going to be able to match that. But you can still make them incredibly comfortable mm-hmm. and make it hard to say no. Mm-hmm. And, and to your point about his son's going to be playing mm-hmm. for him... Um, you know, will that opportunity be there? How much did that, I would think that that would be? Boy, oh boy, can you imagine? That would be so cool. You know, it wouldn't be for everybody. I get that. Yes, right. But um, anyways, I don't know enough about them. Well, I and he has a pretty good guy to lean on about how to do it with his former yeah, boss right. over in Omaha at Creighton. <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. That worked out pretty well. That it did. Um, yeah, they were talking about one of Doug McDermott's records last night in the broadcast. Um, Dan McLaughlin calls a good game. He does. Yeah, yeah he calls a good game. Um, so, anyways, we've got Drake tonight. What's the number? Do you know? Back to four again. Okay. It was four yesterday when we talked. It moved yep. down to three and a half. Yep. They took some most state money, and I was among them. <laughs> didn't work out. No, it didn't. If I had to make, I'm not going to play this game again. I'd probably jump on Missouri State again, yeah. though. We saw it for 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. Winning back-to-back, that is proven to be pretty difficult in this league for teams that are at least on the same plane. And I think, though Missouri State's a step behind what we have with Drake, they're close to each other. Yes. Drake and Loyola are the mm-hmm. top two. Missouri State is three, and then after that, pff, throw them in a hat. Uh, and then what do they have coming up after that? They Illinois get, State. Uh, so that should be a laugher, right? They should be able to lick their wounds or yep. catch their breath a little bit before that. Well, well, we'll see. And it's ESPN Plus only by the sounds mm-hmm. of things, right? ESPN Plus only has that one. You were able to find some uh, TV last night. I'm going to look around just in case. It pops up so, somewhere. So help me out with this, because you said this before the show. So... We're used to talking Fox Sports Midwest mm-hmm. or Fox Sports whatever it is. Fox Sports North, North for me, yes. 
they're no longer going to be called that? No, a new name coming. John Oran with Sports Business Journal. He uh, had the story this morning. It is now Bally's Sports Midwest. Bally's Sports North. Bally's. Bally's is in Bally's Casino? Right. They bought the naming rights for all of these, the RSNs that Sinclair owns. Yeah. They're trying to sell them themselves, but for the here and now, I think it was a 10-year deal for uh, for them. The naming rights, it was like $90 million, something like that. So I would guess a part of the structure now of these these organizations and these networks is going to be the gambling component, right? Oh, we'd have to think so. Why else would they buy it? Right. That's And part of the ticker, is it going to be live line? Yes, I bet it is. Trent, the explosion of sports wagering. I mean... <laughs> We knew it was going to be big. I'm mm-hmm. not sure anybody saw it was going to be this big. So you flip on a Blues game on Bally Sports Midwest now. Mm-hmm. Hell of a game last night, by the way, them and the Golden Knights. And when you go to the first intermission, it's two one, <laughs> and the live line and part of the segment. Do you go to your gambling expert? Yeah, because it can't be the same. Well, in some cases, it could be right. Eddie O, you he'd wonder. be able to do yeah, that. Will, back in the yeah, day. really. But yeah, other guys not so much. So that's a component? Uh, that's Yeah. I would think so. So it's Bally Sports Midwest. Bally Sports Midwest. Bally Sports, Sports North. North. All, all of your Fox Sports is if you, if you buy the sports package and whatever your carrier is, they're going to be called Bally's Sports North. Do you have a play? Speaking of Bally's, did you like one game tonight? You're taking the, well, you're not I'm, taking the night I'm off. I'm grabbing Who the Badgers. Game? Grabbing the Badgers against Maryland? At Maryland, though. Yeah. Maryland, excellent team. When they're away from home. Mm-hmm. They're at, at home at home for this one. So we will fade Maryland as they play at home and uh, grab the Badgers in the three and a half. That's all it is? Three and a half. That surprises me. Yeah, you know what? The the, I don't, uh, the Baylor plays K-State, and that'll be a blowout. Mm-hmm. And there's one more Big Ten game, too, that should be that I think is going to be a stinker. Penn State, Ohio State? That's it. Well, maybe that's... Well, I like this Ohio State. They're good. Yeah, not bad. Um, we will talk about them tomorrow. What, what have we got coming up tomorrow? Matt Norlander's going to be here. We're going to talk mm-hmm. some pucks from Iowa Wild. Joe O'Donnell uh, will be here from the Wild. Getting uh, ready for Iowa, Illinois. Yeah, we'll have uh, John Bowencamp on, and we'll do some other stuff as well. Fanatics have Jared Barnett today, new Roosevelt coach. That should be a good listen. Uh, Murph and Andy at 2, the Fanatics at 4, Hawk Central tonight at 6. Uh, morning rush tomorrow morning at 6.